The lumpy 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 Hi, I'm Natalie Mills. And I'm Sarah Stark. And you are listening to The Lumpy Mother, the podcast where we talk about the joys and terrors of motherhood. (laughs) We are two best friends and moms who love learning and laughing together. I have an eight-month-old son and a -a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. And I have four kids, an eight-year-old daughter, and three sons who are seven, six, and 18 months. So, if you fiercely love your kids, but also fiercely love when they leave for school in the morning, then you have come to the right space. (laughs) The way this works is each week, Natalie and I will have a yes, a no, and a hello for the week, or in other words, something good, bad, and something random that has to do with our week in parenting. Sarah and I have a feeling that you are going to be able to relate to our experiences. But if you can't relate, tell us about it. Email us at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. We love to learn, and we want to know what you think about the topics we cover. And we just might share it in an episode. Every week, we want to talk just for a few minutes about the things that we covered in the previous episode, just kind of as a little update. So, Sarah, do you want to go first this time? Yes. So last week my no was power struggles and the main thing was doing my two and a half year old daughter Evie's hair because she hates it and I want her to have bodily autonomy and have choices where she can when it comes to her body but yeah she gets so many things in her hair so I almost like force her every time to get her hair up well anyway uh, I've been trying to be more relaxed about that this week and today (laughs) Evie's hair was just okay from the this morning covered in cream cheese she had it in her hair all day and then she had a popsicle so she's sticky oh it was it was really bad um we decided that we're going to cut her hair but i still want to wait because of covid and we don't go anywhere unless we absolutely have to Mm -hmm. so until then i'm just gonna have to to play with it or maybe only do her hair when other people come over and letting go is really hard because it, it looks bad. I mean, she looks so dirty and she just had a bath yesterday. We get, I gave her another bath today. Um, I guess she's just going to have to have more baths. She loves baths. Maybe that'll mix things up. Yeah. <laughs> since we I do nothing. that you just do it in your kitchen with a pair of scissors. <sighs> I cut all of our kids' hair and Nick's yeah. hair because... Did you? I've cut Ben's hair I do hair every once, single time like I do. Nice. Because oh, you probably save so much money that yes, way too. That's exactly why I, I guess do I was it. thinking I wanted her hair cut, first haircut to be kind of a picture video experience. Yeah. But Ben won't be able to be there. One of a, only one of us mm-hmm. can go in, or I won't be able to be there. Whoever goes, so maybe it would be better with both of us there. I feel like it's just as special of a memory if it's mommy that does it. You know, so yeah, it's just and a we thought. Can save a bunch of her locks. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Maybe that's what we'll do. Um, but yeah, and, and so so that's where we are with that. And then for my hello, I talked about how I tried to escape zip ties based on um, this guy who's an ex-Royal Marine on that I found on Instagram. And he does all these escape videos. And uh, one of them is escaping zip ties. 
and I did it unsuccessfully again. I think they're just too heavy duty, and I also don't think I was hitting my hips right. Like, I have more of a belly now, so finding my hips was a little difficult, and I didn't get the leverage. And then I put on the zip ties, and then before my husband, Ben, could take a video, he's like, wait, I haven't eaten all day. Um, I really need to eat something before I do this. But I already had the zip ties on, and it was painful, and they have to be really tight, supposedly, to be able to break free. So I'm just sitting on the couch. I took a video, and the video is really funny because I can't get my face in, in there at the same time. And so I just sat on the couch and zip ties while Ben uh, made a sandwich. No. <laughs> is that like a weird symbol of marriage? <laughs> oh, I also realized from last episode, the survivalist guy... Um, his handle's Dutch in the USA. <laughs> and I, I looked him up because he was in the Royal Marines. And I looked up Royal Marines, which was uh, the UK, right? They're, I think they're... Uh, don't, I was obviously wrong, and I haven't looked it up since. <laughs> but he's probably Dutch in the USA. <laughs> um, and, which is really random. So that's my rewind. <laughs> Do you have a, anything you want to follow up on? You know, I honestly, not really so much. I have not tried the cold shower yet. We've had a really uh, kind of good week here. And so I have not done that yet. As soon as it happens, I promise you'll be the first person to hear about it. I'm other glad. <laughs> I would rather you have a good week than have to take a cold shower. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, not really. My I talked to my mom. She listened to the episode where I mentioned oh. she was my yes. And um, she, we laughed about how I followed her around the house because she <laughs> she said, you know, you, you could have just like sat down and relaxed. And I was like, it, it feels weird just like letting someone else do everything, it you does. know, like. Um, so anyways, it was we laughed like you have about to it, manage though. it. You have to make sure that that uh, nothing's forgotten so that they all sleep. For me, it's like yeah. making sure everything's done so that they sleep all night. I think for me, it's more just like feeling guilty if I let her do all of the work or something so anyways (laughs) but um yeah so we talked about that a little bit but it was cute so um yeah so next up we are really excited about this yes we have our first listener email (gasps) it makes me really happy people are responding they're listening they're liking oh it's so fun so the first email i'm going to read is from angie and it says hi natalie and sarah as someone who listens to podcasts religiously and isn't a mother i thoroughly enjoyed listening to your first episode oh (laughs) thanks angie uh since i don't have children of my own it's sometimes hard to relate to what being a parent entails, but your stories made me have more empathy for those in my life who are trying to juggle parenthood. My boyfriend has been the primary caregiver for his daughter since she was born and is currently responsible for doing e-learning with her three days a week. He's told me similar stories about public meltdowns, I've witnessed a few firsthand, and sleepless nights when she was a toddler. Wow, thank you, Angie. That's Aww. so amazing that someone who doesn't have kids is listening and yeah. you know, too she's a, and she's a bonus mom, yeah. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my first one is from Amy and she has older kids, but she said my advice from a mother of older kids is to let your littles make mistakes. Be there to catch them when they fail, help them learn from the experience. And I loved that. For sure. Yeah, I love that too. I think that's 
hard to do, especially when my kids are interact like when my toddler Evie is interacting with other toddlers and oh. they're not sharing or something. Yes. Uh, I know she'll learn better. Like the, the, if you watch long enough, they figure it out. Yeah. But I'm always stepping in. Oh, well, like I'm, I, it's another worry of, of, of someone thinking I'm a bad mom because of my yeah. daughter's actions, which is not fair to my so daughter. I step in because I'm put, I'm centering myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I step in when it's with strangers, but when we're with people who I'm really close with the parents, when we're friends, we it's almost like we make an agreement that we're going to let them figure this out because then I know it's a safe place that my kids can do it as well, you know. So Oh, that's that's, that's perfect because everyone's in agreement yep. beforehand. Yep. Your kids are safe and they're making the mistakes. Yep. That's good. So this next email is from an anonymous listener and it says great first podcast episode it was my first podcast listen ever wow (laughs) yes we uh broke their podcast bubble i guess (laughs) um (laughs) so this one has to comment on advice but she says it's not really bad advice but i hated when people would tell me at least your baby is healthy or healthy baby happy mama After I had a traumatic birth experience with my older son, it made me feel really guilty at a vulnerable time. So now I make sure uh, never to say anything like that to new new moms, where I didn't realize before how it could be taken so poorly. That's so true. You don't realize so many things until you're a parent. Uh, Yeah. Especially advice, I think. I loved her perspective. I thought that was... um really enlightening because it's true yeah Yeah. so our last one today is from samantha and she has some advice but then she also had a really great sleepwalking story that i wanted to read (laughs) so she said as a new mother and a young mother i wish someone had told me how important it is to accept help from others with my first two kids i was completely on an island alone and it was so difficult i had more help with my last two but i also had far more friendships established also when you're at the hospital let the nurses take the baby to the nursery for a few hours so you can actually sleep I loved that because I feel like there is some guilt with letting them take your baby. And um, as we had more kids, it was easier for me to say, take them. Okay. And then her sleepwalking (laughs) story. She said that her nine-year-old will sleep from time to time. And when he was about four or five, he walked out of his room into the living room and tried to pee into the refrigerator of his play kitchen. (laughs) She she says it was an ordeal for all involved. Luckily, we were able to get him while he was still sleepwalking to pee in the toilet and not the play kitchen. But it's now a hilarious story that he is very proud of. I thought that was cute. I love that. He's proud of it. At first, I thought it was going to be their real uh, refrigerator. Yeah, or a freezer. Can you imagine the pee freezing and then oh. trying to clean that off? Oh man, oh. that's where my brain went. That's so just funny. like let's. What's the worst situation uh, of having to clean up after this that could happen? <laughs> that's good. That's hilarious. Oh uh, well, thank you everyone for the emails. We hope to get some more and share them with everybody. Yeah, right, keep Natalie. Them what's your guess this 
Yes, please. Natalie, what's your yes this week? Yay. Okay. So my yes, um, and this is something that I've been thinking about for a while, but my yes is game changers in kids development. And I feel like there's some really obvious things that as your kids do when they get older, make your life a lot easier, like sleeping through the night and that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. um, I really love thinking about the little weird things that, um, make a huge difference almost so things like when they're still young when they learn to put the pacifier back into their mouth on their own that felt like a huge moment especially in the middle of the night we would have kids that would lose the pacifier and then wake up and so if they can put it back in their mouth on their own that that felt huge um i wrote down a whole list just because i because oh yeah i I can't wait every so often my kids hit one of these things and it always feels like a big deal um ah. yes exactly (laughs) so even like holding their own bottle do you remember like it's so easy their life transforms a little bit when that happens franklin's almost there he's so close yeah it's the best thing it is I'm trying to do these in order of development, but I just made a really random list, so it's not going to happen. Um, one of my adjust accordingly. Yeah, one of my favorites was when they learned to buckle their own seatbelt. That was huge. We had a with four kids. Even when we only had three kids, we had a minivan, and the boys would sit all the way in the back. And so until they could buckle themselves in, I would have to open the trunk and then stand in the trunk oh, with man. like anyone that drives by can see my butt hanging out the back and <laughs> lean over the back seat to buckle them in. It was easier to do that than it was to crawl through the middle aisle of the van. So when they could buckle themselves, that was a huge deal. And this was one of those things that um, they would practice this a lot when we were going home from preschool. So we'd sit in front of the preschool for like eight to 10 minutes with me just saying, it's okay, we're gonna sit as long as it as long as you need, there's no rush. And over time, they eventually got it. it that was a huge one for me. Um, so buckling and unbuckling themselves, small things like putting on their own shoes. Um, because when we leave the house, it takes forever to get everyone dressed, especially in the winter. We live in a very cold, snowy area. So shoes and coats when they can do that on their own. Um, but then there's a lot of the bigger kid stuff. Like recently, our kids have finally confident with the remote control. And so, so I can screen just, time next level. Yes. Next level screen time right here. I can tell them, yes, you can watch TV and they can do the entire thing on their own. So I don't have to stop whatever I'm doing, whether it's dishes or work or whatever else. They can turn it on. They can get to Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime. They can pick the shows that they want. They can change it if they want to that's huge for me yeah that's one of the most frustrating things for me is to have to stop in the middle of a tour or anything when I'm just trying to get it done and then it seems to take so much longer when you're constantly interrupted to do little things like that they really add up well and Um, so I'm gonna start training Evie on the remote do it it's totally (laughs) worth it it's totally worth it um henry is like super tech savvy so he could do it from the age of about four but um, oh wow yeah um evie likes 
likes her shows too. She gets very uh, to come on right after one another. She gets really oh, angry. Yeah. Doesn't want to wait the fifteen <laughs> when it's seconds. Taking the ten seconds. Yeah, yeah fifteen <laughs> seconds. <laughs> She's like, mom, That's mom, so just wait. It's a lesson in patience. Another big one for us was when they could start doing like real actual chores. Our kids always had responsibilities when they were younger. Like, you know, you have to help clean your room, and it was me sitting mm-hmm. with them pick up that block now pick up that block now pick up that block for 45 minutes um two years ago probably we started giving them chores with the pets we have a dog or and our puppy now uh, but we had a great dane before and we have two cats and so every kid has except for baby charlie has a responsibility with the pets and it's huge because it's one thing i don't have to think about they all have pet chores in the morning they all have pet chores at night so all of the animals get fed and watered so when they could start doing chores that actually made a difference so now they can sweep things they can vacuum things they can put their own laundry away which is huge um things it's incredible so our cleaning time like if someone's coming over and we're really really cleaning i can give them a list and they will it's i'm telling you it's the most amazing thing ever and i love it (laughs) i didn't realize i had more to look forward to in parenthood (laughs) other than like seeing my kids grow and learn and do amazing things and now i'm just sitting here wide-eyed because my kids are still littles and they're still not even sleeping through the night like that's the big one that i really mm-hmm. want to happen but all these other little things i'm just like a kid yes. at a candy store like when can i buy that candy and how much can i eat because <laughs> it's oh that's wow so funny. that sounds incredible it's, it's awesome what else, did you find any other things yeah. yeah so the most recent one for us is the kids have started making their own breakfasts and it's awesome it is, <laughs> it is amazing. Um, we've had, because my kids have been doing e-learning from home, we are home together all of the time. But Nick is obviously still going to work. And so um, I it started with, oh, it was, it started the week that we bought all the bagels. <laughs> we bagel week. Bagel week. It started bagel Maybe that week. was an added benefit to nonstop bagels. <laughs> yeah. It, it started bagel week where I was doing something and they kind of came down for breakfast. And I said, well, you're going to have to wait a second or you can just go do it them yourself. And they can they can get everything out we have plates that are in a drawer like kid plates and so they got the plates the bagels the cream cheese i already had the toaster out because i eat a bagel for breakfast in the morning they can toast it they can put the cream cheese on top they can put the cream cheese back in the fridge when they're done i'm telling you it's from beginning to end so now they can do they also do (laughs) cereal on their own every so often i have to help harrison like pour milk but it's that's nothing compared to so beautiful it is it's amazing it's amazing i think all these tiny like all these little things that that i wouldn't have thought of until they happened or even even realized were such a big deal yes but but right now in the thick of your kid my kids being so dependent on me Mm-hmm. That sounds incredible. Yeah, like you said, I never thought about these things until they happened. And then I yeah. realized how every one of these small little things is making a difference. How, how much beauty you yeah. had in store. So the next step for us, I think, is dishes. None of the kids. I oh, It just yes. feels like a lot of breakable stuff, you know. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of our next steps. I'm my goal is also to do like that. hygienic if it's not cleaned well. Oh, or oh that was another one I forgot ugh. to do on my list is showering. Once they <sighs> can shower or bathe themselves, that was another huge thing because oh, yeah. getting having to do all of the work for four kids in a row it's a, it's like a night. It's an experience, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but now I can just tell them, okay, I need you to go take a shower, and they can do it all on their own, and it's huge it's huge so that's a big one for us too but um yeah and all the potty stuff like being able to wipe on their own that was always huge being able to wash their hands on their own it's it that's why it's like all of these unexpected things they're not huge tasks they're small tasks that take you away from everything else they take 30 Mm -hmm. seconds makes a big deal it makes a big difference though so huge difference absolutely yeah yeah yeah, so that's my yes this week. Um, I'm really excited to hear about your yes. So my yes is how I've been working on redefining my success as a stay-at-home parent. I, yes. Um, so a good friend of mine from college, Kelsey, is a life coach. And a while back, I did eight or so coaching sessions with them. And it was absolutely incredible. Um, it helped me start on this journey of self-healing in a number of different ways. Um, I highly recommend following their page. It's at Coaching with Kelsey on Instagram. They are truly insightful and inspiring. I cannot re- recommend their page enough. Anywho, one big thing I learned from my coaching sessions with them is how to reframe and redefine success means to me as a stay-at-home parent. Uh, they asked me to write down a list of life accomplishments. And so I did and had all these lists and they were like, okay, graduating from college, absolutely an accomplishment. Um, different jobs I've had, things like things like that, things that I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. And But when we reviewed them together, Kelsey pointed out that all of the things I wrote down as my accomplishments and my successes were tied in some way to work or school or even to making money. Hmm. And they were like, what about your friendships? What about your relationships? What about qualitative things that you can't measure so distinctly that that aren't in like the um, American ideal of american dream oh yeah yeah like graduate college go or graduate high school go to college graduate college get a job yeah uh and so that just it has helped me so much and i still have to work on it all the time um but as a stay-at-home parent what i was struggling with was how i was measuring it Mm. before i started to really consider and redefine success was what I could see being done. Mm-hmm. And then I always felt less than because I wasn't making any money and that mm-hmm. no one put that on me. Mm-hmm. No, it was me putting it on myself. And so what I can control is my house and its yeah. cleanliness and the dishes and whether they're done and taking care of a colicky baby, first of all, and then taking care of two babies, yeah. not sleeping and just, just, being with them and interacting and, and reading with them every day and taking them outside and, and all these things that are so important in the very long run. I wasn't measuring any of those things. Yeah. I was measuring my house is a mess. Anytime 
the dishes were left undone. I just felt awful. I'm like, I'm just not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was ignoring all these great things because I had such a narrow lens of what it meant to be successful. And so my guess is that I'm starting to redefine that. So after one of our kids, I had some pretty severe postpartum that I was essentially not taking care of. And looking back on it, I could recognize it for what it was. But during that time, it felt like I was not reaching my potential almost. And I wasn't um, doing all the things that I should be doing. Kind of like you said, like this list of expectations for myself. And so at the end of every night, I would, it's like I would have this mental checklist in my head and I would weigh out, okay, how many good interactions did I have with my kids versus how many times did I maybe snap or not be as patient with them? Or Mm -hmm. did I go on my phone instead of playing with them or whatever? I had this like weights that I would every single night I'd think about it and I'd look back and I'd try to judge if it was a successful day or not. And um, it was so unhealthy because I got obsessive about it. I got obsessive about it. And Um, it's so hard to come out of that once your mind starts working like that. And that's not what successful parenting is. Some days for me now, successful parenting is my kids are fed. They are happy. They were happy today. You know, it has nothing to do with checking off a list of things for me anymore. It's not like, okay, I, um, everyone had a shower today and that makes me a successful mom. That doesn't happen every day Mm. in our house. I love this, yes, because it is so easy, especially when you're a stay-at-home mom and it's kind of like pounded into your brain that your success is revolves around money or status or your job or something like that. And when you're a stay-at-home yes. mom, a lot of times you you don't have those things or they're not really yours necessarily. Yeah. And so um, I just think that this is such a hard thing and it will take... I mean, I feel like I'm still in the middle of that journey. It's going to take years for me to value myself as a stay-at-home mom, if that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. And not expect other people to tell me that I have value. I need to find it within myself because someone can thank me, tell me I did a great job and I'm a great mom all day long. But if I don't believe it and I, I don't tell myself that or recognize the good things I do that aren't as measurable as seeing a clean sink. Yeah. Um, I do need to hear it. Yeah, I I do need to hear it from Nick, my husband. I do need Mm. to hear from him that what I'm doing is valuable um, because, you know, you don't really hear that from your kids, which is fine. I would never expect my kids. (laughs) That's a part of it, too. Yeah. And I I would never expect my kids, obviously, to give me like a peer review. (laughs) Right. So, mom. (laughs) But if they did, they'd be like, mommy and I played together. I was happy. And that's all they would think of, you know, they they want to get into the details of the things that are important for them, like their hygiene. (laughs) Exactly. But I that's why I need to hear it from Nick every so often like um yeah oh yeah things so it's oh that's still definitely important but I I just feel like I don't believe it as much until I start believing when I tell myself like I'll dismiss it with Ben's like thanks for doing the dishes or wow the house looks really nice Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, there's a lot of redefining that goes on in parenthood, I'm realizing. I had a total identity crisis, I think, when I went from having no kids to one kid. That was my biggest transition. Mm -hmm. And a big part was how I defined what it meant to be success. For me, I also... I also want to do other things for myself still. And so I felt like I'm on hold Mm -hmm. almost. And then so I I felt almost like a certain side of myself is now just totally invisible and forgotten. And I still want to act on that side of myself someday. Yeah. But my parent side is just as important and valuable. Everything that you're defined as all of a sudden when you're a stay-at-home parent is being a parent. It's easy to tell yourself that that's all you are when that's not at all true, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, you kind of lose a little bit of sight of maybe who you were before you became a parent. The big picture. Yeah, Yeah, because you're still all of those things. It's just easy to get wrapped up in them. Yeah. Daily grind. Absolutely. Getting getting through. And hopefully sleeping. I'm asleep. (laughs) I'm so so tired. I just want to sleep. Oh, I miss it. I just miss it. Um, that's all I have to say about that. And that leads perfectly into, since I'm going going down the the, the no route as we speak, let's go, yeah. let's go to your no. That's so funny. Um, yeah. Okay. So my no this week in particular is laundry. And Ugh. can I just say <laughs> that laundry has the potential to be my favorite chore because I, <laughs> I can watch TV while I fold clothes. You only have to switch the loads every 45 minutes to an hour, you know, so it's not constant work. The mm-hmm. problem with laundry in our house is that there is so much of it (laughs) and um, I tend to do this thing where I will ignore it for like two weeks sometimes three and then all of a sudden it's it's just piles and piles and piles and it will never end and um, I think that honestly the biggest part the the biggest thing that I hate about laundry is that I fold it Nick and I's agreement is that I Sort it, wash it, dry it, fold it. All he has to do is put it away. Sort it, wash it, dry it, yeah. fold it. Sort it, wash it, dry it, fold it. Lumpy mother single coming out soon. That's all <laughs> I have to say. That's all, that's all I got. <laughs> but um, it's Nick's responsibility to put it away. But he works a lot of late nights. And when he gets home, you know, I kind of want to spend time with him. Um, and so it will sit folded and sorted for sometimes a week, you know, (laughs) and that's what bothers me the most. I hate that. It's just like sitting there. So anyway, so, um, this week I had to buckle down because my kids went to school on Thursday and Friday, which means that they needed clothes. And next week they're going back to school for five days again. The secret benefit of staying home all the time. We've we've been wearing pajamas for months. (laughs) like wearing pajamas so um it was time to like really buckle down on all of the laundry our laundry stuff is in the basement of the house which you do have to go down two flights of stairs from the bedrooms but because it's in the basement there's a ton of space and so i have a whole system in place (laughs) so if you have a ton of kids like i do let me tell you 
what I do to make it easier just on my brain. Um, I in the basement, I have seven laundry baskets that stay there. They do not move. And each one is for a particular thing. So there's a laundry baskets that's only for whites. There's one for darks. There's one for brights. There's one for towels. There's one for (laughs) sheets. There's one. It's sheets and um, tablecloths. We go through a lot of tablecloths because kids are messy. Um, There's one for um, delicates and there's one for blankets because blankets are just so bulky. So wait, wait, wait. You don't just stuff everything into one load. (laughs) That's not some things people do because that's what I do. I. I get really weird about laundry. All of the colors have to be together. So I have to do one load that's all yellows. And then I have to do... Yeah, this is true. I'll send you a picture next time. So we get the laundry from every bathroom, every bedroom, every closet that has been thrown into, all of the random places. And then I sort it all out, which makes it so much easier for me when I'm actually putting them in because I don't have to dig through stuff. I realized one of the reasons I hated laundry was because it was so chaotic. And so I set up the system so that it was less chaotic and it made it easier for me to handle. Um, So anyway, so we do all of the laundry and then I bring it all upstairs. I put two, we have two folding tables. One's a six foot table and one's a card table. And I put them in the living room and that's what I fold on and that's what I sort on. So it doesn't actually take up any of our sitting or eating space, which I learned that also really affects my mood is if the table or couch or beds are covered in folded laundry. That makes me crazy. So anyways, so then I fold it all on the thing. Um, The one thing that (laughs) happened this week is I we have a big green basket that we put all of our mismatched socks in. And so I finally matched socks. Um, Guess. No, I don't want you to guess and then over guess and not make my number. Wait, no, no. You've had me guess in the past. Do you remember? (laughs) Yes, I do. And you had a bet with your whole family and everyone. And then you included me in it, which made me feel super special. I'm like, Oh, it's like a part of the family. We accidentally taught our kids to gamble. I was like, all right. Yeah, I didn't realize that's a gambling. Who thinks they can get the closest to this number? And we put all the numbers on a whiteboard. Um, So this this week, I paired and folded 184 pairs of socks. What? I'm not joking. That is ridiculous. I know. And I bet that there is still at least 40 to 50 socks that I don't know where the matches are. And so, um, that's, so that's, well, that's all my socks don't have matches. I've completely given up. So I, I have to give yeah. you a lot of kudos for that. But 140 pairs. No, I just throw my socks in a drawer anymore. I don't even care. 184? 184. You more than doubled socks. my last my last win. <laughs> um, Nick is really weird about his socks. He will not wear socks unless they're matching. And so, and at that point, I, it's like a treasure hunt to like find all of the pairs. I don't know what, what's Oof. wrong with me. It frustrates the heck out of me. I can't, I cannot I sit. love it. And I do that with the kids too. I just, but no one has matching socks except Ben because he does his own laundry and he cares. <laughs> and I, I, I do everyone idea. else's laundry and I don't care. Well, I, 
I, I will tell you, I watched so many episodes of New Girl while I folded socks this week. That's maybe that's one of the things. That sounds yeah. lovely. So, um, but I do think it's funny that when people have like a laundry day, that's the day that they do laundry. Because for me, it's just this never ending. There is literally, we've been married 10 years this year and there has never once actually there's been once <laughs> one point in which all of our laundry was done and it was when we moved houses because it all had to be packed yeah. up that's the only time in 10 years that all of our laundry has been well, done it's oh it's like the dishes they're always getting dirtied it's always coming back that's why i hate the dishes so much is it's it, it's never really completed for me with laundry it's like um uh, i we're lucky because our laundry's on the first floor, yeah. so I can just throw them all in. But my laundry, it's until I have free hands without kids, which is mm. hardly ever yes. to bring my dirty laundry down. So I hardly do. I do my dirty laundry like every three weeks because yes. I just don't. I have a baby in a hand and I'm making sure the toddler doesn't fall down the stairs. And she fell down the stairs the other day. Oh. So I need to up my efforts on prevent she's fine no she's by fine. the way it's just a terrifying kids fall terrifying and sound. that's yeah oh that's a part of growing awful. up it has nothing to do with if you were watching yeah. her or not it's just a kid thing you know yeah so, it is a kid thing but yeah. i i think just hearing that and all the things that go through oh, yeah. your head i thought she was gonna snap her spine or something and i almost fainted she was totally fine she got right up and almost forgot about it and we talked to her about you know, being careful and using the railing. And I'm like lightheaded. I, could, I couldn't believe how I reacted. It's so funny. Tell me about your no this week. Well, my no is mornings. Ugh. Period. That's it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't um, even have to explain yourself. <laughs> no. And I'm realizing it's it's because my kids are, they need me so much right now. Yeah. So on one hand, it's it's this really lovely thing when I can get their cuddles or enjoy that they don't, mm -hmm. that they still enjoy me um, and want to be with me all the time. But mornings are rough. It's, uh, mm -hmm. I'm woken up by a baby crying, but then you go in and he has a happy giggle. So it kind of cancels <laughs> out. But then Evie's like, <laughs> she's already got that little, little attitude. She's like, mom, mom. I don't like it. And I, I do that to my mom all the time as a kid because it's a kid thing, right? And I feel so bad. If I was upstairs, I'd be like, Mom, where's my, where are my pants? <laughs> mom, where's my whatever? And she's like, Mom, I'm awake. And she's only two and a half. And she's already, you know, just letting me know she's assertive. Which is great. It sounds like I'm always, like, passive aggressively <laughs> insulting her. Like, she's really strong-willed. It's awesome. I love I love her persistence. It's like like as parents, you get these like um really nice ways of saying things that oh, are yeah. really, really challenging. No, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that these are all qualities we want in our children when they're older, but not when they're two and a half. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I get her then you know, it's just it's just very demanding. I've hardly rolled out of bed mm -hmm. and I'm the last one to eat. Yep. And then let alone have any hot coffee. And the cat is even mewing at me as soon as I wake up. And I really don't have the patience for the cat. And I love him, Norman. He's such a good cat. Everyone's hungry. Everyone's Ugh. hungry, including me. But I can't eat until everyone else is fed. 
that the the not eating thing was the always the hardest for me in the morning because even after everyone else is done eating it's not like they stop and wait for you to eat they no <laughs> they they just keep going you know and yeah. so the the one uh-huh. thing that i started doing this last year and um Char- baby charlie sleeps in a little bit which is purely by the grace of God it has nothing to do with something that I have taught him or you know what it's just sleep sleep has nothing there's no reflection on the parent I I hate that sometimes you get this feeling that if your kid's not sleeping you're doing something wrong no Charlie Charlie's a pretty good sleeper which is totally random but he is a good sleeper so um what I do is I set an alarm when the, even in the summer, when the kids are home, I set an alarm for like six or six thirty, and I get up and I eat breakfast and I drink coffee and I read a little bit before anyone oh, else nice. wakes up, even if it's for thirty minutes. Um, the change in my mood, what I immediately noticed it when mm. I could have that quiet time in the morning before the chaos started, it changed everything for me. And like I said, that only works for me because my three older kids will wake up and they'll can they'll they're happy playing for a while um and charlie sleeps in you know so that's the only reason it works for me but i that's amazing but that's what i'm missing is that ability to have just a if i could have 10 minutes to just, just wake up my mind and my body and have a sip of water or something yes uh i i feel like i could handle it all better but when you go from sleeping to chaos to everyone needing you it's 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 a diff there's no transition and that is difficult yeah um it's abrupt yeah, yeah abrupt yeah that's but i'm glad you're telling me all the things i can hope for this this episode <laughs> <laughs> someday yeah. And, and I hope to do exactly that is to wake up early. Once I'm getting uninterrupted sleep, I still wake up between two to I don't know how many times. See, at night. And that's it, not an option tough. for you waking up early because you're so exhausted. You're so yeah. exhausted. And I need so, every second of sleep I can get. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Honestly, it's this is the last six months of my life that I have finally gotten this under control. And that's it. So, and I think that's a good thing to remember too is it, it takes time, it takes a longer period of time than yes. I like to wait for things to improve. I remember with, with Abby, everyone said it's always a phase, it's always a phase, but the phases were a lot longer than the phases I was, mm-hmm. I was expecting to tolerate. I think that was kind of an adjustment for me too in parenthood, yeah. Um, but I'm getting, I'm getting better at it. Ugh. Were you ever a morning person? No. I same not even close that's another issue is uh I liked to sleep a lot like maybe it's just uh, meant to balance out (laughs) because I I don't sleep anymore uh certainly learning what I'm capable of that's hilarious that's too funny yeah well I bet in the next year or so I really cross my fingers that it will start to get easier for you in the mornings you know so. i'm sure it will it, it yeah. will it's it's just tough right now and that's okay that's why it's a no yeah um, but actually today this was my first morning in a long time that wasn't there was no there and then on top of it if you have a tantrum if you have all oh, those things yeah. i mean there's a, a couple of weeks where Effie was waking up every morning with a tantrum mm. and uh, i couldn't even get her out of 
out of her bed without her screaming. And I, I don't know. I'm trying to get curious about, and that was really hard, but I'm trying to get curious about what caused that and and figuring it out. And she's doing better now. But today was good. Today was my first day where the morning went relatively smoothly and Ben was able to help normal mornings. He's not able to help because he's just so busy and he works so hard. He, he wakes up super early every morning and then immediately goes to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that you mention it. Okay. So my hello this week is New Year's resolutions and goals. And um, we're like a month <laughs> into 2021. So I thought it was a good time to kind of talk about them and think back on what I originally thought I wanted to do. And then now what I'm actually doing. And I just have to say, I love resolutions and goals because it's another way that I can make a checklist. And one of my favorite things to do is making lists of things. (laughs) And so these feel like, um, things that I don't know, I just I love writing them down. And I love seeing them. Rarely do I ever technically stick with them. The one that I the one goal that I do accomplish every year is a reading goal. That's and I love having yeah, a reading goal every that's year. Big. Yeah. Usually my goal What was your reading goal last year? Yeah, so my reading goal last year I think was 35 books and I finished I think it was 56. But that's amazing. Yeah. I d- Go you. I know. Fantastic. <laughs> I was pretty proud of it. it I averaged about Absolutely. one a week. And so I set yeah. my goal for 35 again this year just because we were um, home a lot last year. So I felt like I had a little bit more time to read. Anyways, so um, so I have my reading goal, but then I wrote down a lot of my other ones and some of them are really silly and some of them are bigger stuff, but I like having silly ones in there because they're easier to accomplish. So yeah, the big one, it takes off the pressure and you just can have fun with it. Yes, exactly. So the big one that um, I have been doing this year, I'm 32 years old. and This is the first time in my life that I've done this consistently. I am making my bed every morning. <laughs> You know what? I would say I'm proud of you, but I have a whole thing against making the bed. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Why does anyone make the bed? What's the point? You just mess it up. It's like my least favorite thing. The dishes just get dirty and the beds just get messy. Why Why are we spending time on these things? I mean, but go you. Yeah. I'm really happy that you have a goal. You're a different person than I am. I agreed with that train of thought for years and it just felt like I am not a morning person and so the first thing in the morning I don't want to have to do a chore the second that I get out of bed uh, I, you know what I mean and so um <laughs> so for years I literally for 32 years I have never made my bed on a regular basis um but then I painted our bedroom and I like started to make it look nice and I made the bed and I realized that night when I went to bed that there was something about walking in and seeing it made and then also like climbing into it when it was made that made mm, I can see that a big okay. difference for me and you I remember me but I can empathize yeah hey I'm not here to convince you these are my goals you don't have to have the same goals that's, that's okay true. and I remember for years as a kid, my mom would be like, it just feels so good to get into a made bed. And I would laugh out loud about that because, you know, what feels good is walking out of my bedroom in the morning when I don't have to make my bed. That also feels good. So yes. um, but like I said, I I painted our bedroom and I made the bed just like in that moment. And it felt 
there was something so satisfying about it. So now I timed myself just to see like, okay, how much time do I actually spend on this? Cause I need that some mornings to convince myself. And it usually takes me anywhere oh. from 60 to 75 seconds. And that's it to make it, oh. you know, when I think about making the bed, yes, I love it. Yes, exactly. That's a good point. It feels like, Oh, I don't want to take five minutes to do this when it is not that mm. at all. It's not even close to that. Um, and every time that I walk into our bed bedroom for the rest of the day, there's something about it that's just like, I accomplished this today. I may not have cleaned anything. I may not have done any dishes. I probably didn't do any laundry unless it was the last two days. But I made my bed. There's some. I just feel like such an adult. There's something about it that I'm. I've fallen in love with it. I can't explain why. So, oh, that's cool. So since the since yeah. January first, I've made it every single morning. I'm telling you, it's made my. I don't know why it added just enough happiness to really make it worth it for me. Wait, real quick. Do yeah. you sleep with a top sheet? Top top sheet. Yeah, we do. You do. Okay, because I we don't. Here's the thing: when our bed wasn't made, we never did because it was oh, just like okay. never there. It was always. It was so, just yeah somewhere else rolled up at the end. But I like sleeping with a top sheet. It always kind of bothered me. I felt like I was sleeping in a college dorm room or something. You know what I mean? And so yeah. Um, ben and I have two different blankets too. Really? That's so <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, I I did realize when we traveled to Korea that that top sheet is like a very Western thing. They don't have top sheets also well i've heard that recent generations uh in america don't use it but older generations do and i don't i don't use it but every time my mom comes to visit she's like do you have a top sheet that's so funny (laughs) well she needs you know that's how she sleeps yeah i never she makes her bed every day maybe it has to do with the (laughs) previous generation making their beds <laughs> but i should try it you know that's fair i have never done that in my entire life because i yeah. just always poo-pooed the idea okay so, this is oh, what i, I think you should do make your bed for three days three days is nothing okay and just see if it, it makes nothing. a difference and if it doesn't make a difference yeah. then don't ever do it again but just just to How test out my resolution when you share two separate blankets and you don't sleep with a comforter anymore because it's too heavy <laughs> we have like two thin blankets make up your own system you're not pleasing anyone but yourself you know what i mean oh, yeah that's true that's only that's one of my things the other thing that i am trying to do that makes me feel like an adult is taking a daily vitamin <laughs> and like like a women's <laughs> multivitamin and i don't know why it, it i don't know i i'm convincing myself that it's doing something to me in a sense that it's just like this is one more thing that i am doing every day and it's a routine now so i've taken it every morning i don't know if it actually makes a difference Even or not if it's a placebo if it's impacting yes. your mood especially in such a time when it's so easy to find yourself yes. down and out Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. I take uh, a lot of vitamin D. I take B12. Mm. I take a multivitamin. I take a probiotic. And they're all like to help boost my immune system and hopefully keep my mood stable. With this year, I'm just like, I'll take anything, you know, in addition to my coping mechanisms. (laughs) Vitamin D, that's a great idea for this time of year. It's a super cloudy time. So I'm taking a daily vitamin every day. Yeah. Um. 
And then there's the rest of them are a mix of really random weird things and really like big things. So <laughs> I want to wear a pair of overalls this year. I <laughs> they're overalls. so cute. They're so cute. And they're totally they're adorable yes. on every body and every if you find the right overalls. One yes. of my brother's favorite one okay not wait one of my brother's friends who is like my favorite from a distance i think she's really really cool but i can't talk to her because she's so neat <laughs> um, she wears overalls all the time and she looks incredible and she's so comfortable and she puts her hands in the pot her pockets and just looks so chill and awesome and that's my goal this I'm year do that. i just want to wear a pair let's of let's both do can yeah. I, i'm gonna steal it let's do it <gasps> yes. together let's have an overalls party and take pictures it's gonna be great Yes, I love it. So um, that's one of my small ones. My, one of my other uh, kind of strange ones is I really want to learn a TikTok dance. You know, they're like, <laughs> it's a big deal. And I want to learn one. I want to learn one TikTok dance Let's this year. Let's do it year. together. There we go. We'll post it. We'll pick one. For everybody. We'll um, another post. So those are my little weird ones. But then also the big ones for Nick and I, um, this year is our 10 year anniversary. And we always said we were going to do something big for our 10 year anniversary. Yes. And so, yeah. So now, obviously, we have no idea what travel is going to look like in six months, you know, and so that's mm -hmm. kind of making it hard to plan. But one of the things that we're really considering is going on a backpacking trip and um so yes. we're looking at doing a portion of the Appalachian Trail um i one of my life goals is to do the Appalachian Trail in completion so because you can do it in parts and it still counts even if it takes you 30 years oh, if you do it in beautiful. sections I love that and yeah. yeah and you still get like the plaque or certificate they'll send it to you and so um nice. so we're looking at doing maybe like a week's worth of that this summer at some point or another park um so but we're trying to figure COVID out season yes hike, outdoors yeah, yeah that's what we thought too and so the other thing that's kind of related and this is on my goals list it's going to happen, you know, but it's still I'm excited to celebrate it once it's done is this big hike in the um, oh, I'm going to say it wrong. I almost Googled it to make sure I said it right. <laughs> I want to call it the Pariah Canyon, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced the Perea Canyon. I think that could still be wrong, too. And some of the friends that I'm going to do this hike with are going to listen to this and they're going to laugh at me. But that's OK. It will be a loving kind of laugh. I'm so excited about it um, because it's just a group of girls that I am going to be so comfortable with and that I love deeply. And so um, leaving my life behind for a week not having technology or anything it's i cannot wait i cannot wait i have no doubt you're going to hear a lot about it once i come back it's a reset it's a restart yes. reset refresh all the re's 100 yeah. um but keith who is a really wonderful mentor in my life um he has done it with you with a group of guys for years and he calls it a pilgrimage and i love that so much yeah because he talks about we should um, all do a pilgrimage yes, in our lives yeah i love that idea um and so i am really excited for that pilgrimage it's with a group of girls from church we're going um and it's just going to be very real and very awesome and so that's on my it's like a new year's goal but 
new what it's going to happen. But at the same time, um, I just can't wait to check that off my list. So that's in April. So that's coming up. But yeah, those are my New Year's resolutions this year. I just like wanted to check in. Do you have any resolutions? What are you doing this year for your resolutions? Oh, I do. I love yours, though. I love that you had like silly and fun ones that, that don't feel overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, well, since Evie was born and I realized how rude I was to myself and in my thoughts, my New Year's resolution every single year has been to be kinder to myself. Ugh, I uh, love that. I also learned that I'm a perfect perfectionist and I used to think that was a positive thing, but I'm starting to learn how much that sets me back in a lot of ways and keeps me from doing things because it has to be just right yes. or I'll get discouraged. Like I won't be good at this. So I'm not even going to try mm-hmm. uh, that. That just defeats the whole purpose of, of living to the fullest. Um, so yeah, every year I've been working on being kinder to myself and I think I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm at least, yeah. Um, just, I thought that was being hard on myself for a long time was the only way to improve, to grow, to keep myself in check. But I'm mm. learning, actually, it can set you back. But being kind to yourself, yes, is what can lead you to live the life you want to live, not being hard on yourself. I never thought about that. You just blew my mind a little bit because I oh, feel, yeah. yeah, I'm serious. Cause I feel like I have to have these rigid rules in place in order for mm-hmm. change to happen. You know yes. what I mean? And so that's what I always thought if, if I wasn't, I thought it was being honest with myself, like yeah. being blatantly honest, but it's almost, almost a lie when you're so cruel to yourself, like harmful. that it doesn't reflect reality and yeah. it's harmful. So it's, it's a, it's not about not being honest with yourself it's about not being mean to yourself amazing that's Um, awesome yeah all right what's your hello Um, yeah my hellos oh it's so funny uh because it's something i'm just learning about myself speaking of being honest but laughing at myself instead of like being like what's wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) um Ben, my husband, and I, we switched our biggest pain in the butt chores. So my huh. biggest pain, I hate the dishes, as I was talking about earlier. And he, he doesn't hate doing the garbage, but he dreads it. Like once a week, we it's a really long walk to take all of our garbage to the place that has to go for pickup. Because yeah. it's not the end of our driveway. It's like down a private drive and then to this busier road right yeah um and and so when you have a bunch of boxes and it can be a pain um and so we decided he's like he was teasing me last night he's like do you want to do the garbage and i'm like no wait what if i do the garbage will you do the dishes (laughs) like every day this week and and i'm like it could be refreshing for us to switch you know Uh um but what's really funny is about it is my competitive side has come out again (laughs) i realized what i want by him doing the dishes is to realize what a pain it is and to like recognize it more it kind of goes back to the appreciation and i think he wants the same thing for me with the garbage because he was like (laughs) he took me into the garage and he showed me all the things like all of these boxes like this giant pile of uh, broken down boxes have to go out today and the recycling and all of our glass and these two trash cans are just filled with Uh dirty diapers and and our other ref refuse or detritus Ooh, that's a good word (laughs) um (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, I like words. <laughs> um, so, so it was like he was doing the same thing, like trying to show me how hard it is so yeah. that I could appreciate it when I take it out. But instead of trying to appreciate how much more difficult the task is than I realized, which it is, when I was uh-huh. doing it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is rough and this does kind of stink. And uh, um, it's it, there's more involved than I expected because I never do the trash. Yeah. But instead of letting him know that, I decided, oh, I'm going to get all of these boxes out. All of them. Like, I know he expects me to leave some back because it's a pain. I'm going to do all of them. And it was a total pain. And then I'm going to come in and be like, that was great exercise. It felt really good to get outside. But what's hilarious about it is that he only wants to be seen and appreciated for that and I only want him to see me and appreciate me for the dishes but uh-huh. I have a feeling he's going to do the same thing with the dishes <laughs> and and I'm just wondering why do we do this to each other <laughs> like it becomes this competition instead of this That's I love you so... and you do work really hard and it is hard taking all those boxes out it's no I can do it too that's so <laughs> funny. It's, it is, yeah. So it's been kind of hilarious. And Ben probably won't know how much harder I recognized it is and, unless he listen, until he listens to this podcast yeah. episode. <laughs> and so I'm just going to let him wait. <laughs> and then you can laugh about it together when he does the same yeah. thing about the dishes. But I, I still feel like I won, even though it's not a competition or shouldn't be, but it is to me. <laughs> Um, I still feel like I would because he has to do the dishes every day or it really uh, adds yes. up. Whereas the, the trash is only once a week. And I do get outside and it is a break. Yeah, honestly. Because I don't have to worry about, like, it's like always around bedtime. So the the kids are likely going to be up and struggling. And, and I get to go outside and get some fresh air and a little exercise and... I'm if I had to all the time. pick a chore, I would 100% pick the trash because it doesn't have to happen as often. Mm-hmm. And um, because um, I get away from the house, I feel like that sounds yeah. amazing. Just some quiet time, even if it's you moving trash. That sounds awesome. It definitely was more work than I expected, but I, I did appreciate getting yeah. away and getting out because I don't get out enough. I, I'm always home. And I like COVID and it's rainy. So I think I'd enjoy it for a week or two and then want to switch back, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think we might switch next week. We'll see how it goes. We'll reconvene and I'll update everyone. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. It's fun. Uh, it was also just nice to have a change of pace, a change of like this chore that happens every day that I dread. Yep. Well, now I'll just have another chore that's not fun, but at least it's different. But it's a, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's different. It's like you said, a change of yeah. pace. So... But yeah, that's my hello. So that's oh, that's our episode. That's awesome. Well, third episode. Should we do something really fun? Should <sighs> we announce the winners yes. of our contest? Oh, I'm so excited! Yeah, yes, we me too. So we put on Facebook and Instagram a way for our listeners to win a fifteen dollar gift card to Amazon or Starbucks, and our winners are. From Facebook, we have Becky Wozniak. And from Instagram, we have at Loveridge. So we will definitely be getting in touch with you. And we can't wait to give you these awesome prizes. All right. Yay. Yay. Congratulations. Well, thank you to every single person who... Yes 
entered and um we just appreciate all of you so much so as we wrap up today's episode we want to hear from you just like we say every time email us at lumpy mother podcast at gmail.com and tell us how do you define success as a parent um what's your least favorite chore in the house we want to hear yeah. about anything that we talked anything. about this week if you have thoughts do you have on any it silly new year's resolutions <gasps> i love yes. your silly new year's resolutions natalie that was fun yeah tell me any of your new year's resolutions i love it um or even just fill us in if you had a really big yes or no from your week we want to hear about it and maybe we'll read them during our next episode yes And if you like what you heard today, there are some really big things you can do to help others find us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. Please rate and review us and share us with someone else you think might enjoy our show. It means so much to us when we get that kind of feedback. It's Natalie and I were just talking how validating it is to see that people are enjoying what we have to say. And it means uh, it means so much. It means so much. And definitely don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and even on Twitter. On Instagram and Facebook, we're at Lumpy Mother Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Lumpy Mother Pod, P-O-D one the number one yes and make sure to join us next tuesday to see what motherhood has in store for our lives and yours bye bye everybody can you say hello natalie hello natalie yay